Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. With me, as always, is the 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 the, the guy who you Lee, can find Lee. the name on the back of the record cover, Lee, <laughs> um, forty-five or seventy-eight or one hundred and sixty Gerstmann. Gershman, and we got a guest on, on today with, uh, he's already talking, uh, Jason Broderick uh, Thomas from Tennessee from uh, JTP's, nah, nah. did I mess up? You're Jason Thomas Broderick. Jason <laughs> Thomas Broderick, sorry, I was drinking You got some editing to do now, man. From, uh, from uh, JTB's Groovy Record Shop in Tennessee. So if you yeah. guys want to hit him up and like his Facebook page, like his, uh, his business page, check him out, man. He's got some cool Instagram too, where he uh, flips through records and teases wow, the crap out of me cool. all the time. Yeah, I saw about six records in your last clip that I wanted. <laughs> I was like, "Shit, I can't." Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen a few your way. Yeah, before. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, glad glad to be on, man. Thanks for y'all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thank man. You. I, I dig the show. Yeah, I'm right uh, on, man. We're doing an album that you picked, uh, Stars, uh, Stars. But um, tell what us about he? yourself, uh, Jason. Uh, what is this a job interview? <laughs> a, I, you gotta take no, man. You told me it. you have some cool <laughs> stories, man. I thought you would start oh, off with some stories you know. before we get into the album. Oh, uh, okay. Well, let's, well, hold on. Uh, <laughs> what do you uh, what do you want? Well, tell, whatever, tell man. Whoa. You're talking about Freebird and Johnny Cash. First time you heard about Freebird. Oh, let me go. Back. Okay. Uh, all right. Let me start at the beginning. It all started <laughs> uh, when I was a kid. I had aunts and uncles that were older than me, you know, in high school when I was a little kid. And uh, I was over my grandparents all the time. So when they would go to school, I'd raid their rooms and they had all the 45s and records and eight tracks and stuff. And uh, I heard I heard back in black when it was brand new. My aunt brought it home and said, this is the one with the new lead singer. So I was like seven. So I knew that, you know. And uh, ZZ Top stuff, you know, I grew up with all that stuff. But yeah, first time I heard Freebird for for a long time, I'd only heard it on an eight track. So you know how eight tracks, so Freebird's what ten minutes long. Yeah. So of course they faded out, and then ching, and then it fades back in. So it, it was listed on the cart as oh, yeah. part one and two, right? And I always thought it was weird because it, it would fade back in with the last verse, where it faded out, where it was going to the heavy part, right? Yeah. So then when it faded out, it, it was, you're getting ready for the heavy part, then cha-ching, and then it went back, if I leave, you know, like, oh, crap. So I always thought, that's so weird. And being a kid, I didn't realize they cut the song, you know. Yeah. So uh, I was 13 years old before I heard it on the radio. I thought, damn, it is one song. Oh. <laughs> you know? I couldn't believe it. And I was like, it, <laughs> it, it really is one song. I knew it should be. Wow. <laughs> Y'all didn't y'all didn't grow up with eight tracks or nothing. Yeah, yeah, I I had eight tracks. Um, one of I, I was a little bit later in the game when it came to having eight tracks. My brother Tom had an eight track player, and uh, but me when I got one, Jefferson Starship's album Earth 
had come out. So I had gotten nice. that, and I would play that like pretty much sometimes all day because eight tracks could continue <laughs> uh-huh. from from one, two, three, four yep. back to one, two, three, four. So um, I used to play the hell out of that. And yep, you, um, you... they had the song "Runaway" on um, part one and part two, and and I forget if they had another song like that, but but yeah, it was it was cool, and I liked eight tracks. Well, there nowadays it's like gambling to fool with them because for yeah. every three you play, you're gonna break one, and they were like yeah. that whenever new. You know, I remember my dad throwing them out the window. Elvis just got to eat. Throw it oh, wow. Fellas, you know? Oh, yeah. New ones. I mean, they're, but when in the 90s, I was I was involved with a mailing list. This is before the internet. Mm-hmm. And people would send out catalogs and trading catalogs. And, you know, with three, five bucks tops, you know, you get something now, it would be worth 20 for five back then. Yeah. And back then, you could trade them, and it was like a small scale thing. But, uh, you know, you the, the pads wasn't bad yet. Now, that's the nineties. That's a long time ago. So now the, you got to replace all that stuff. You got to bust them open and tape your tape your tape back together. You know, yeah. and all that. So I just don't get into all that. But they are fun. I got a little horrible player, and they got more bass to them than cassettes and stuff too. Oh yeah, you know. Plus, I like the shape of them, the way that they looked. Mm-hmm. Cool look, like as if this is a cool album because it's on bulky seventies, yeah. right? And if they get the color right, that was always cool too. Yeah, I still play oh. them here and stuff. And uh, I even uh, I had one that recorded for a while, and I used to put my old band gigs and stuff on eight. I got eight tracks in my old band. Oh wow! <laughs> From nineties and two thousands, yeah, on eight tracks. <laughs> wow, that's 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 kind of um, weird. <laughs> not not normal. Yeah. No. But but cool. Hey man, I, I'm I'm still living like it's the seventies, just with Wi-Fi. Hey, that sounds like me in a way. <laughs> Shit, I used to have, uh, I only have one 8-track, and that was Foreigner Double Vision. And I played the shit oh, yeah. out of that, man. Now, my aunt had that record, and that was one of the first records I remember hearing. That and Frampton, she had Frampton on her walls. And, of course, Van Halen, she got me into Van Halen. When Diver Down was new, we heard it on 8-track, you know. That's and, uh, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, I remember a lot from the seventies, and I was I was just a little kid, but I mean, that stuff just you know, his music has always been just that's all I've ever fooled with, you know. You remember yeah, more than me it. from the seventies because in the seventies I was just listening to the Beatles and freaking uh, Sergeant Peppers, uh, Sergeant well, Peppers my... and freaking uh, Foreigner Double Vision, and then in the eighties is when I really got into music when I made up names mm-hmm. and got free cassettes from uh, Columbia started... House. Right. <laughs> Everybody owes uh-huh. them a penny. <laughs> yeah, and you never paid for it. A couple bucks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. I got a box of those when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, we buy a cassette. You know, whatever. I never stopped buying records. I, I still got records from when I was a little kid. And my parent, and what you were saying about, you know, you were listening to Beatles and Foreigner, I tell people this a lot. Our taste in music aren't really, it's not really that much of what our tastes are. It's what how old we are and what we heard first. yeah you know what i mean like yeah. when my in my house my parents didn't have no beatles records they had elvis and the monkeys you know? I love elvis and the monkeys you know so that was my thing when i was real little 
and then I'd go over my aunts and I'd get all the ACDC and the, you know, oh, Boston wow. and all that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember, um, uh, when, uh, the plane crash with Skinner, I went and yeah. saw, uh, Grease, the movie with my aunt at the movie oh. theater and I'll never forget. So that was what, 78, I guess. So I was, I was like eight, nine years, you know, seven, eight years old, something like that. Yeah. But I vividly remember seeing on the screen, like before the movie, they showed a Skinner, like 20 minute film and showed them out fishing and talking and talk, showed the plane crash. And oh, I, wow. I don't remember nothing about the other movie, but I've always remembered that. So I, I was telling yeah. people about it my whole life. They're like, what are you talking about? Well, then in the late, in the late 80s, they put it out on the end of a tribute concert. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, there it is. I saw that when I knew I saw that when I was a kid. You know, because I wasn't real sure oh, yeah. if I was dreaming it or if it really happened, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of us weirdos that love music, you know, record sniffers, vinyl hounds, there's crate diggers, you know. Yeah. Metal heads, whatever, you know, all that. Uh, yeah. We're the we're the type we 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 read the liner notes. We you know when you when we were growing up, and I'm sure y'all too. If you got a magazine that said, if you learned about a new man in a magazine, you were lucky, or you, yeah. somebody gave you a cassette. But nowadays, these young people they can look up Deep Purple and there'll be 20 other bands that sound like Deep Purple for them to listen to. Yeah, yeah. We so had the young freaking... people come in my store, dude, and and you will, it's mind blowing the stuff they listen to. I'm like, how old are you? But they can find the stuff where we couldn't as easy. Yeah. So you can't yeah. underestimate the young people. Most of them are buying the same Pink Floyd and Zeppelin albums we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, people say rock is dead. I think rock. Now, if you look at the American Music Awards, if you look at the new the American Music Awards, freaking hip hop and pop are not doing very well because that ratings has went down continuously for like five last five years. Yeah, but at the same time. When they do, when when metal and hard rock and, and old rock gets in the mainstream, they fuck it up. Like, remember when they gave Jethro Tull the award? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's metal don't really need to be mainstream. You know, Metallica Black Album, that's when I left. Ah, I love oh, the Metallica I'm Black Album. I can't stand it. <laughs> that's I a hard rock really. album, dude. It's not metal. It's, it's metal. It's, it's hard rock. It's Metallica, though. But, but it's sold out for Metallica. But the thing is, come man. on. That band but see, that, evolved. that goes back to what I was talking about, the age. You probably discovered them around the Black Album, right? Me? No. Dude, I no? think I'm older than you. You were seven in what What year? Uh, let's not talk about age. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm older than you, man. <laughs> you might be. Well, I don't know. When I, I, so. I was born in 70. <laughs> when I first I heard so. that Metallica album, I was like, I was like, wait, uh, wait a minute. This it sounded like every huh? other hard rock band. I was like, this ain't Metallica. It was different. It, 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 come sounded, on. it sounded like they were watered down. Come on, well, man. totally. And that's why it was such a big hit. It was produced by Bob Rock. They did that. On, it was all done on purpose. Like, we're going to make Metallica the big band now. Yeah. And y'all going to quit doing all that heavy shit. Yeah. But, but it's still thing, heavy. But the thing but is, they're selling, like, they're keeping rock alive right now. You know, you got to. Yeah. But, but at, the, at the time, though, they were really selling out. I like yeah. the album. Holy... They used to say, we'll never do videos, and you never heard them on a radio because they was too heavy. And then your little sister liked Inner Sandman. You know. Ah, fuck that, yeah. fuck that song. The other songs on there, like Holier Than Thou, are freaking. Oh, there's great stuff on there. There's great I love stuff the on album. there, man. 
But looking back, I like it. But at the time, I was like, nah. Oh, shit, I bought that first day at Tower Records. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man. I'm burned out of Inner Sandman, but the other songs on that album just fucking get ass. The only album I don't like by them is freaking St. Anger because of the drum sound. That album is heavy as fuck, but the drum sound sounds like Oscar Oscar the Grouch playing the drums, playing trash cans. Around here, it meant, I don't know, I guess it was different because... The only way you heard Metallica was from your metalhead friends, which is like three people in high school. And then you got together and you sat around in a circle and drank and we listened to Megadeth, Anthrax, and Metallica. And this was yeah. like when, you know, like uh, Master of Puppets was like the newest one. Well, I got or, it. Yeah. Or, 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 or the next one, you know. Well, I did the last it. good heavy. So I- it's like... I don't know. It was weird to hear him on regular radio. It was just, I don't know. I did get into Metallica for my friends, though, not from uh, MTV or anything like that. Uh, my friend said, well, I think it was 86, 87, he said, you never heard Metallica? And I go, no. So he broke out Kill 'Em All. And I go, oh, oh yeah. shit, this rules, man. And yeah. that was the, yeah, kill, that was the kill Em All that had the bonus tracks on CD with Am I Evil? And they don't mm-hmm. make that anymore, the Am I Evil and the mm-hmm. other one. The other two bonus tracks they put on, that was limited edition. I've, that got I've stolen had from me. I've had of those from the UK before. But then it came on uh, Garage, Garage Incorporated, so I got those songs on that CD. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a good one. Uh, when they quit making records, you know, in like, what, 89, 90? Yeah. I remember going to Camelot Music, and they had everything marked down like 3 and $4, and they cut a slit in it. You know, you still get those yeah. where they cut a hole in it or whatever. I got that record for like 3 bucks. Uh, Held, played the shit out of it. Wow. My old band, we used to do a couple songs. The Budgie songs on there, we used to do those. and uh, We used to do, uh, what's that one off a of Black Album? Um, dun, 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 that one. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. I don't remember the name. Wolf of Man? That's holier than now, isn't it? Or No, no, uh, no Don't Tread on Me. This was a hit. Don't Tread on Me? No. What was it? Nothing Else Matters? No. I know it, man. It's killing me right now. I know the tone, man. It's killing me. I know. Anyway, we did that song. But uh, I got that, that record for like three bucks, played the shit out of it, and then uh, sold it, I don't know, sometime before I had a store, and sold it for like 80 bucks. Damn. And then it went out, and, that, and then wow. for a while, you, you it was going for like 100, 150, and I think now you can get it a little cheap, a little less than that, because they've reissued it so much. Mm, I like to get you know, garage on Sometimes reissues are kind of like, it kind of sucks. Because it, sometimes it kills the original from being worth much for a while, and then it yeah. goes back up, you know. Because well, pe- so- the new ones, everything now is like a limited release, if you think about it. They just make enough. Once it stops selling, they, they quit. They stop the presses. Most stuff don't go to a second press these days. Where when we were growing up, you had Michael Jackson Thriller and Van Halen 1984. They get repressed 20, 30, 40, 50 times, you know. Yeah. yeah so I, so, I so nowadays. Van Hager would. <laughs> I know. Well, well, everything that comes out now, you better get it when it's pretty new, or, or you it's gonna go out of print. Yeah, like fast. the new, like the new Striper albums, man. It's, I didn't get them on vinyl when they first came out, but I got the last one on vinyl because I saw how they went up to two hundred, three hundred mm-hmm. bucks. Go fuck! I missed out. Were those like uh, where you had to get them straight through Michael and them? Like the no, website? I got them from Frontiers. 
Oh, okay, Frontiers, okay. Or uh, Amazon, when they first came. I think Got the it. song you were doing right now was Sad But True, no? Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we should do that one. Yeah. We should do that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Black album is freaking... Load and Reload went downhill, but I still enjoy them. Load more than Reload. But St. Anger was like the worst album ever. <laughs> just like... Fuck that shit. The, the idea of it was cool to not have solos, and, I, and it, during the time, it kind of was neat, but looking back, it's like, who wants to listen to Metallica without solos? Kirk Hammett <laughs> didn't like it. And in in the damn, of course he didn't. He didn't get to play nothing. No, he didn't get to play shit. I remember buying, on that, it, I don't I think, remember buying that the first day it came out with Tower <laughs> Records, put it in my car, heard it all the way through, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still have the CD, but I never listened to it. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I don't know how we got off Metallica so long. They're not one of my very favorites. I had to hear them a lot because they were big and everybody around me loved them. But I was always involved like a Van Halen guy or old, listening to old blues records and learning guitar. You know, I was into that kind of. But with that said, I always used to like to listen to Megadeth more than Metallica. I, I, I like them too a little better. And I like Anthrax. I got to meet them one time. Those short dudes when John Bush was with them. I'm like five seven. I was mm -hmm. looking down at all these little motherfuckers. I loved it. Fuck, I wow. love the John Bush era. <laughs> it's funny. They're little bitty short guys, man. All of them. John Bush is one well, of the my bass players. Not he's the best metal singer of all time, man. He's a yeah, metal John singer. Bush is amazing. Yeah, amazing. The the best Anthrax song they ever did, and I'll go as far as to say that this may be one of the best hard rock tracks from the nineties. Only. Oh, that, huh. that song kicks Only ass. is an amazing fucking song. I mean, Actually, it's in top, 10, top like. 10 hard rock songs of the 90s, easily, for me. Yeah, it's a, I got those, uh, they're coming out on vinyl in February. I got those pre-ordered on Amazon. <laughs> that Well, uh, let me ch check on them for you. You might have to cancel that. Why? I might can get them for you. I've already paid for them with gift cards, so they already ah. took the money. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right, sorry, man. That's all right. But That's I, right. I couldn't. I, I, I can't compete I with Amazon, man. They undercut us all. Oh, shit. I buy they, shit they from still... you all the time, man. Come on. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Amazon, but in general, just people listen. Amazon, not just records, any product, they, they undercut. They sell stuff for a dollar above cost for all dealers on all items with yeah. free shipping. So we can't compete with that. You know what I mean? Only if you so that's why I try, I try to get stuff that. I've never seen a Scandinavian pressing with foreign writing on the front of this Bowie album, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get all this weird stuff that nobody's seen before, you know? Hey, I need some Bowie yeah. albums, so yeah. find me some Bowie albums. I need Ziggy Stardust and all that shit. Ziggy's the one I started with when I was a kid. Yeah. And then out here in the South, man, you didn't hear much Ziggy, and you didn't hear much Iggy Pop or punk in general much. Out, you know, out here, everybody's record collection when I was a kid was... Every house had Bob Seger, and every house had Peter Frampton. Sure. You know? what, what I need, I need fucking, <laughs> I need fucking Bowie. I need freaking Suicidal Tendencies. You can get lost in Bowie because every album's good. I He's know. Like I, I got his last know? album, man. That album was amazing. Yeah, that one. That one, I got it early because I was, you know, selling it for the store. Yeah. And I got it like, okay, so I got it on a Friday. Listened to it all weekend. It was like, man, this is weird. It's, it's got to be telling me something. You know, it was just something. I, I loved it. I wore it out. But I was like, man, it's, I, there's something to it that I'm not getting. Well, then he died that Monday. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's what I wasn't, you know. So now I hear it. I'm like, oh, God, I can't even listen to it now because it's so sad. Because he basically 
that's what he's talking about the whole album yeah I, I haven't listened to it since but i heard he has more music coming out that he recorded a lot of shit before he died oh yeah him prince and Jimi hendrix all the motherfuckers put out new shit ain't shit you? i need a lot of <laughs> I got Purple Rain. Hopefully Dan Halen will start coming out with some new shit now. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. You know, I mean, that's the only good thing out of all that. It, it still doesn't seem real. He's gone, man. I mean, people our age, Eddie Dine or, or any of those guys, that was like our John Lennon or our Elvis yeah. of our generation. Like, this hit us hard, Eddie yes, Dine. It, yes, him, well, him and Tom Petty hit me hard. Yeah, Tom did too. Yeah, I had to say. Yeah, you, you know what I'm pissed off about, Tom Petty? I freaking pre-ordered that Wildflowers three uh, uh, LP set on vinyl. I have two in the store if you need one. Oh fuck! I'm probably gonna have to cancel then. Amazon, dude. I <laughs> pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered it, and they keep mm -hmm. sending me emails. We don't have it in stock. Do you still want it? <laughs> How much is it? I pre-ordered it. It was like thirty-nine bucks. Ooh, see that's the man they're selling. That's about what I give for it. Uh. I wouldn't yeah. want to rip y'all. I'm just waiting for the. So, I know, took, but they stuff, get... I don't blame y'all. If y'all buy it from Amazon places, because that's what they do. They undercut the, everybody, and we can't afford to sell it for that cheap. Well, like I'm, to, I'm making like a to, dollar on it. You know. I like to support uh, <laughs> small businesses. That's right. By by. But, but mo any new stuff, I can save you some money on. I will. But uh, the new stuff is kind of yeah. If you can find it, you know. If I happen to have it, cool. But I'm you know. Well, if you ever it's find hard. Tesla from the first album on, except Shock, I want that on vinyl because I could get Shock on vinyl, but I don't want it. <laughs> I've had about all theirs at one time or another. Uh, fuck, I mean, I man, stuff album. comes in out here. Imagine selling this stuff and not having your own copy. Yeah. You know, some stuff I have my own copy, but some stuff I'm like, man, I should have kept that. Yeah. Well. You know? But that's part of it, you know, when you pay the bills with a stack of records, you know, <laughs> I got to sell them. Sometimes it breaks my heart. I'm like, don't buy that. I was going to keep that one. <laughs> I, I heard, I, you told me a story about Johnny Cash. I wanted you to uh, share that oh, with We're we going there now? Yeah, man. <laughs> we, before we get in the album, we got to get all this stuff out, man. Oh, we got an album to do. Yeah, yeah. we got the Stars album, but I want, I want, well, the, the, whole, I want the fans to hear the about stars. Johnny Cash. I got to go see Stars in, in uh, New Jersey one time. And I got a lot of stories on them, too, but... Uh, uh yeah y'all well, uh, won't y'all read the news or something for a second <laughs> no is that y'all do that okay let me see now nah, we All don't right, do the news we're not the rocking story up. metal combat values. well i've i've met a bunch of people and it was all by accident pretty much me and my daughter got to meet joan jett twice and i've, I've cut up with the uh sheree marie curry on facebook quite a bit and i've She's got a cool autograph picture of her out there and uh uh, Kentucky Headhunters, Greg Martin's been in the store. Uh, one of the guys from Stars has been here. He lives out, the, you know, near here, kind of. Uh, but anyway, Johnny Cash, I was working at, uh, you know, y'all you know, have Dillard's out there. It's like a, you know, department store for rich people, kind of like Macy's or. I think it was you know, here at one time. Caster Knot, Dillard's. I anyway, think I've heard of it. Well, I was working there on the dock, so I was a guy like if a chick dropped or some shit and needed cleaned up, they call me, or they needed boxes moved, they call, you know, whatever. So customers needed shit took outside. Can I cuss on here? Yeah. I guess I guess I can, huh? <laughs> We're explicit. All right, uh, <laughs> ooh, edgy. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking edgy, man. <laughs> right. uh, so anyway, uh, June um, Carter Cash. Her niece worked there, 
like selling clothes on the third floor or whatever. So she was in there a lot and she got where she knew my name and, you know, I talked to her about, you know, mm-hmm. when you can bring your husband in here. And she said, oh, honey, with one of these days I will, you know. And uh, I was like, yeah, right. So one uh-huh. day, and she used to give me the key. She's here, take, go find my Cadillac out there and pull it up. And I would drive around Johnny Cash's fucking Cadillac in the parking mm. lot and, and pull it up and load it up for her and send her on her way, you know. And uh, she's always real nice. So one day, let me get to it. Uh, I happen to be wearing my Sun Records T-shirt. And I get a call, go to second floor, housewares, go up there. There's June. She said, honey, my husband's down there waiting on you. Y'all go outside and I'll pull around. And she grinned at me. I was like, oh, shit. So I went, <laughs> so I went down there. With my Sun Records shirt on. See, there's no coincidences in life, man. I mean, come on. That's crazy. So anyway, so I get down there, and this is like right before Hurt come out. Like maybe three, four months before that album come out. Mm-hmm. So nobody really knew how bad off he was. Mm-hmm. So I went down there, and he was sitting in a chair, and uh, uh, he had like that one of them auction things on wheels, you know, beside him or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. he's in hospital scrubs. And I was like, what? So I walked up and I put my hand out and I said, Mr. Cash, I'm, you know, and then he interrupted me with pointing at my shirt. And he said, uh, he, he was whispering. Everything he said was whispering. Son, I, I, I recorded for that record label in 1955, you know. And he's whispering. I said, yes, sir. I know me and my friends played a bunch of your songs like every weekend. We sit around and pick, you know. And boy, that's all it took. So we walk outside. He started talking my fucking head off, man. He's like, Jason, I got a new album coming out. It's called The Man Comes Around, you know, and tell me what songs is on it. Which he was mentioning all the stuff, like the regular stuff on there. He didn't mention Hurt or any of the, like, the, you know, the weird stuff, you know, but he mentioned all the other stuff. And uh, so we're standing out there talking. He asked me what kind of guitar I had, and, you know, just talking like, you know, any of us talk, you know. And, uh, That's cool. So then uh, he, he, we're talking. So then June pulls up with the car, and I got two carts full of stuff, right? So she pulls up right in the way of the little ramp that I had to roll the carts down on. So when Johnny saw that, like I said, he whispered everything he said to me. Jason, I got her, you know, was whispering. So then when he saw that she did that, if she had the windows up, hair blowing, radio up, summertime, hot, you know. She couldn't hear him. She stepped out. He stepped out. He said, excuse me for a second. He stepped off that thing with, <laughs> he said, June, pull up. June, pull up. Suey, June, pull up. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Now he sounds like Johnny Cash. You know, when, when he raises his voice, like, June, pull up. I was like, holy crap. That, that sounds like Johnny Cash, you know. So then she pulled up. Huh? She couldn't hear him. Oh, that, June, pull up, you know. So it, it seemed like he, we did it forever. And then she pulls up. I load her stuff up. He gives me the only tip, the only tip I ever got working at that place. Mm. I took my hand, and uh, about three, four months later, she died, and about a year later, he died. Oh, yeah. and there's another story that's going around because he lived out in Harrisonville. This so that's like you know, 15, 20 minutes from where I'm at. We're outside north of Nashville, you know. Uh, he lived out here for years, so it wasn't nothing for to hear stories about him. And uh, these guys in this one little town said they've run into him at. The gas station they waited for him to come back out when he was leaving and they said sir has anybody ever told you you look just like johnny cash he goes hell boy i am johnny cash mm. <laughs> he drove off <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah working at dillard's all those country stars would come in there and haystack and 
Yeah, it was weird. Then I worked at Gibson one time, and I, I saw a lot of people come in and out of there, too. You know, guitar place. Well, yeah. And then I worked at Sam Ash, and uh, Hank Three was one of my customers. Ricky Skaggs. Who oh, else? Uh, one of the guys from the Statler Brothers I used to sit around and jam with. I'm like, I got a Statler Brothers singing, Statler Brothers singing harmony in my ear. I was like, wow. I don't care if I ain't get paid or not, paid anything or not, you know. <laughs> this is this is a good job, you know. And then I just took that and just moved it out here to my place and taking people buy guitars, come out here and buy records, you know. That's awesome. Right on. I just try to keep it rolling. I guess I'll go into my spiel. Uh, if anybody's listening, uh, find me on JTB's Groovy Record Room, North Nashville. It's on Facebook, Instagram. Got a YouTube channel where I might play every now and then, or, or maybe it's cold concerts and shit up, just remixed for fun. Uh, Tumblr, what else? Oh, the radio station. I got a radio station that plays 24-7. It's like the store, a lot of obscure stuff, you know. Um, yeah, I'm open about seven days a week, usually. Oh, cool. <laughs> so anybody's in the area, they come out here, and, and I'll mail stuff. If you see something on Facebook you want, just send me a message and... You know, if it ain't too early in the weekend, I'll, I usually send them out on Mondays. Well, if you ever get any Oingo Boingo, let me know. <laughs> I've had I've had them before. Yeah, I yeah. only have uh, Dead Man's Party <laughs> and another record I can't remember right now. But oh, that. did you get that Quite Right extra one I sent you? Uh, the Quite Right, the single? The 45? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, man. Okay, I didn't Thank know you. if you found that or not. You didn't mention it. I'm like, wonder, oh, yeah. I wonder if you didn't like, throw it away. No, why would I just threw it in there for That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's like mint, yeah. Yep, got that, man. That's awesome. So let's get into this uh, record that you picked, Jason. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. <laughs> nah. Nah, Shut man. Up, you, inter man. you entertained us, man. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed stories because... Um, it ain't over yet, is it? <laughs> nah, we got a long way to go on here so far. Oh, Lord. But uh, on uh, freaking Wikipedia, I guess they don't like this record that much because it says it's oh. Stars is a debut studio album by American hard rock band Stars. The album was released in June 21st, 1976 on Capitol Records and produced by Jack Douglas, you know, who produced mm -hmm. Aerosmith. Cheap trick. Yeah, and it says the reception, Rob Dickinson or whatever the fuck his name is, gave this album three stars. <laughs> Calling it formulaic and predictive, predictably safe arena rock, meteoric de de debut, beautifully done, to, and <laughs> and definitely not the release for casual fans to introduce themselves to the group. Wow! So huh. it's millennial one, probably wrote that man. One track on the album did cause some controversy. <laughs> Pull the plug about a man disconnect connecting his mm -hmm. comatose wife's life support but uh yeah but i guess he likes the other albums because he doesn't like the debut album because he said it's not well we don't want to, we don't talk about that guy that guy don't know what he's talking about apparently. <laughs> yeah this album is like it's one of the best debuts in rock i mean it's up there with the first montrose it, it's uh, it's up there with the first van halen you know as far as it's just a great debut uh the other two albums are a little lighter so the first one's the heaviest one. Oh, but there's, okay. there's a lot if you like kiss there's some kiss to it there's a they're almost like 10, 15 years ahead of their time. I hear like like Bon Jovi, Warrant, all those bands cited them as influences. Poison. So you hear a little hair metal in there too. And you hear a lot of Kiss because they were, uh, their management was the same as Kiss. So what happened was they signed stars. Hey, these guys got great songs, great guitar players, great singer, great front man, great drummer, blah, blah, blah. And then Alive broke, you know? So all yeah. these business went to that. 
to keep up, and stars kind of got left behind. They they opened for Bob Seger, Bill Oyster Cult, Peter Frampton when he was on top of his game, you know, in the 70s. Uh, they did a live album in Louisville. So when they're, they're like a – I've never showed them anybody that didn't like them. Everybody's like, wow, why didn't these guys get big, you know? And if everybody, anybody wants to go on Facebook and find them, stars the band group and Facebook group and uh, stars fans. And then Richie and all the guys are on there, and they're so nice to the fans, man. Uh, they're really uh, – and they got fans, you know, young people's found them, you know, the person that, that reminded me to go, you need to go back and listen to the stars, you know. This girl, she wrote a book. She's like 22. You know, she wrote a book about obscure music. I got it in the store. You can find that on Amazon uh, for, straight through her. Is a Journey to Generation Clash is the name of it. But she name drops so many groups. It's like I'm highlighting stuff, you know. <laughs> They'll just say, I want to check that out, you know. Oh, okay. You know, you know, music music nerds like us, you know. Yeah. But uh, stars, uh, uh, I got to see them. Well, y'all might, might want to get in some tracks or something, and then we'll go back. To, I got I got a lot to tell about stars, dude. There's an interview with I did with Brandon, one of the guitar players. He come out here and me and him sit here and listen to the, all the three albums he's on, the first three, together, and just recorded us talking about it. And that's on my YouTube channel. It's oh. old. It's a couple years old. But, uh, yeah, we're just sitting and listening to the records together. And he just happened to live. He's like, he saw that I lived in Tennessee. He said, are you close to Nashville? I said, yeah, kind of. So he, he's come out here one day. And then uh, since then, he gave me, he, we did an interview. And then uh, he called another time and said, I got, I'm cleaning out my garages and Come get all this stuff. And uh, he gave me the stereo I use in the shop now, which is the most powerful. You can hear it down the road. Uh, but, yeah, he's been – the whole band, you know, branded all of them. It's been really good to me. And, uh, you know, I just I, I, I just fell in love with them when I heard them. I'm like, holy crap, these guys are incredible. But uh, – and then later on, uh, the guy that – hey, Tom. <laughs> Tom used to do uh, – set up their flights when they, they all live in different cities and when they gig they had to fly in you know and uh he would do that so he said they're playing in teaneck new jersey he said do you want to go i said well, yeah but i can't afford to you know do all that he said well i got freaking flyer miles or whatever and i said what's it gonna cost you for me to take your ticket and he said five dollars he said just buy your ticket to the show so i can fly out there for free and I left, and I, was, I left 11 o'clock on a Friday, or Saturday, one of the two. Uh, hung out with this cool chick. Hey, Diane. <laughs> from England. People flew in from all over the world to see these guys. They don't gig much. And uh, hung out with her, and we walked around uh, 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 New York and stuff afterwards. But it was just a little, just a little club, you know. And I, I got there. I, had, I was on buses longer than I was on the airplane. And I switched buses like two or three times. And the time I got there, it was cold. So I just busted mm. in the place early. And the singer's over unwrapping cords and shit with, with a beanie on. Looks up at me like, who the fuck's this? And I just walk straight to the bar, sit down. The next thing I know, Richie, the, one of the guitar players, comes up and sit down. And he wrecked. Everybody, it was like a family reunion. You know, it was like they called it the Stars Family, you know. Like oh. we all knew each other from Facebook. So when I got there, like, hey, there's so, you know. We all knew each other already, kind of. It was neat. It was really cool. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, nothing about me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's your show. No problem. <laughs> well, let's get into this album, shall we? Uh, there we go. <laughs> and uh, Jason, you picked Detroit Girls to play. So before we get into uh, talking about the songs, let's play Detroit Girls by Stars on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Uh-huh. 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 Get ready for the boys and me. 
Okay, that was Detroit Girls by Stars. Why'd you pick that track, Jason? Uh, well, y'all didn't pick it for one, but number two, it's the first song on the album. So that anybody that heard the first album first, you know, that's the first song they heard. And uh, it shows Michael Lee Smith's lyrics. Like he was, he had the Lee in the middle of his name before, you know, David Lee Ross. Uh, Michael Lee Smith. Anyway, he's a good front man. Um, uh, that song has lyrics that talks about, he's talking about the guitar player, Richie. He says, uh, Richie knows every health clinic in every town, man. And she, and she told and he told me about you, talking about Detroit girls. So that that's a really cool line. All the fans are like, yeah, that one line. There's a lot of funny stuff in, the, in her lyrics, too. Yeah, he's a real clever guy, Michael Lee. All right, what do you think about it, Lee? Um, <laughs> to me, this is like a bad company outtake and not a great one. Mm. It's not one of the strongest or stronger songs on the album. I don't think it's really bad, but it's not the best idea for an opening track. Mm. I think it sounds like 70s Kiss mixed with some Ted, old Ted Nugent. Yeah, I, I like yeah. it, and the vocals are cool and a cool vibe also. The thing, I want to say something sort of what Lee said, because okay. he hit it on the head in a way. When I first started hearing them, I was like, Man, they sound like a lot of bands I've heard. Like they sound like a conglomeration of all the seventies bands. Like I hear everybody in them. You know, that's how it really hit me that way at first too. And you'll hear more of that as you go. You're like, well, that kind of sounds like this. Yeah. They're like a good distilled version of what was happening, you know, at the time. And they were a little ahead of their time too. Yeah. And then we get to the next song, uh, Livewire, not Motley Crue, but Stars. What'd you think about this yeah. one, Jason? Uh, man, it's got a killer riff. Uh, got a lot of good guitar playing on it. Um, yes, it's a good rocking tune. That, that, that's a that's usually the one they do toward the end of their set, you know, or sometimes they come out to it. But yeah, that's a that's a good that's a that's a Stars fan's favorite for sure. What'd you think about it, Lee? Um, well, this sounds like a second-rate Ace Frehley song. I don't really dislike it, but the better songs are later on the album. I agree. Yeah. All right. I feel like I'm hearing a better version of Kiss, not sloppy like Kiss, but mm, doesn't have yeah. the mojo of Kiss. Mm -hmm. uh, I like it. Rock. It rocks, and it has good rhythm. Speaking of Kiss, uh, both guitar players played on Kiss, the Kiss solo albums. Oh wow. I think uh, I think Brandon might be on Peter's. Don't quote me on this. You can look it up. Brandon Harkins on Peter's solo album, I think, and I believe that Richie uh, Rano is on Jeans, and I think they're on the credits. And also, Stars got started. Their head guy over, like you know, getting them going was Sean Delaney. Oh yeah, you know, you know him, right? From Kiss. No, I don't. You know, know he him, no. he was Sean Delaney. Yeah, he was he was really responsible with that. Getting Kiss, he taught him the stage moves. He was really, uh, he co-wrote some stuff too, I think. But Sean Delaney was a big deal, and uh, yeah, he he kind of he he was kind of like got early Kiss going with the record company and stuff. Yeah, oh, so yeah. that's why yeah. Stars kind of got left out. Stars should have had a lot of singles and a lot of popper songs on the radio, I think, especially later on in his career. Yeah, but but because Kiss blew up right when Stars come out. So their main guy, Sean Delaney, had to go and work with Kiss, right? Oh, yeah. So they kind of got left behind, you know? Yeah. 
But Michael Lee Smith's brother is Rex Smith, who is in yeah. the group Rex. Yep. And, 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 and they, they're really cool. And, and they, they kind of have a similar vibe. Yep. Rex, the Rex, the Hard Rock Rex album, the ones he's called yeah. Rex, not just him. Those sound like stars as little brother. And that's yeah. kind of what it is. That's exactly what it is. Those guys yeah, are we, did, we did a review on that album also, that Lee picked. Tru- yeah. With Trouble on it? Yeah. Trouble? Yeah. Oh, that's a great tune, yeah. Yeah, so if y'all dig that, y'all y'all going to dig stars then. It's oh, yeah. similar. All right. Next. Uh, Livewire. <laughs> Lee, do you already said about Livewire? Yeah, yeah did. I did. Yep. All right, and then we get to uh, Tear It Down. What do you think about this one, Jason? That's probably one of my least favorites of theirs. I mean, it's all right. It's just it sounded like a generic kind of. It could have been Sticks, could have been Boston, could have been any '70s band. But that's that also has its charms, you know. Hearing something new from the '70s that I hadn't heard a million times, you know, it was kind of cool. But that's not one of my favorites. But yeah, it's a good tune, you know. What did you think about it, Lee? This is sort of like Brownsville Station. There you go. I could hear and, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's enjoyable enough. But not one of my favorites on here. Yeah. I think it's a cool jam, and it doesn't sound like Kiss. I love the harmony and the rhythms <laughs> of the song. I love the vocals and guitars that kick it out. So I guess I agree. I think this song is better than both of you. <laughs> there we go. Huh. Yep. Huh. And then we get to the what next song. <laughs> then we get to the next song that Lee picked, Boys in Action. So here's Boys yeah. in Action on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
That was Boys in Action. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? If Kiss was ten times better, mm. they might have been able to attempt something like this. Nice. It's over the top and really cool. I dig it. What'd you think, Jason? Uh, I agree with Lee. And also, that's like one of the the big encores of the band. You know, when you see them live, they're uh, that's one of the big songs. And uh, yeah, it's just it just rocks. That that's a yeah. I mean, it's and man, that, I mean, their drummer uh, Joe X Doobie, uh, X in the middle. He has those handlebar mustache. He still has them. When I, I got to hang out with him and Brandon at Rock and Pod, oh, the last one before last maybe. Right on. And uh, yeah, they, he was, and he remembered me from seeing him at, at, at New Jersey, like from 2014. He me, yeah, Jason. Like fuck, this dude remembered who I was. But anyway, Joe's an excellent. He he's a he's like a Bunny Carlos kind of drummer. You don't realize how good he is, but he's like putting parts of those songs. Oh yeah. Like the drums never stay the same. If you notice on the Star stuff, he's incredible. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, this yeah. song rips, and the mini drum it solo, does. fucking awesome. And yeah, and, and this song, this is a song that you get in your car and fucking drive to it, man. It's fucking awesome. Right, and and then also you hear it nowadays, and it's like, and I say this about a lot of groups, Free, uh, T Rex. I could go on and on, but I hear a lot of stuff where I dig back, and like, why didn't I grow up hearing this? Why isn't this on the radio? Why doesn't everybody know about this song? You know, Stars is one of those bands. Like, yeah, you know. like Angel also. <laughs> Nobody yeah, knows about Angel. totally. I got to meet Angel that day too. Right on. Yeah. So then we get to the next, uh, the last track on uh, side one of the vinyl. Uh, She's just a fallen angel. What do you think about this song, Jason? Oh, oh, huh? Yeah, I like it. Uh, that was like a single from the album. So it was on Don Kirshner's rock concert. You can probably find it on YouTube. Um. Yeah, I like it. It's got a cool riff. It ain't one of my favorites, I'll be honest, you know. But it usually makes it, if I make like a Best of Stars CD or something here, you know, it's usually on there. But, I mean, it's not one of my favorites. What did you think about it, Lee? This is a typical ballad type of power pop song of that time, and it doesn't do much for me. I can skip yeah. it. Yeah. I, I hear some dual leads on here. It's a cool power pop song, like you said, Lee. Uh, like mm -hmm. You just said power pop with a. Uh, I like the guitar. Yeah, I did not say cool. I know cool. you didn't say cool. <laughs> I said cool power pop. It reminds me a little bit of Cheap Trick here. I said cool. And uh, sing <laughs> yeah. along chorus. It's it's a good song. It's not my favorite, but I agree. Yeah, with you guys it has cool. a chill like like a, a freezer where you're about to be really <laughs> full of ice. I uh, guess cool in that way, but that's it. But the ice never comes. Yeah, right. and it's kind of long, trodden. I mean, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> and then we flip it over to uh, track one <laughs> on side two, Monkey Business. What would you think about this song, Jason? Oh, oh, the Stars fam's going to get me, but that's not ever been, that's like, that's probably my, one of my least favorite Star songs ever. I don't know why, it's not bad, it's just, it don't do much for me. That's like, it's in my bottom five, probably. What do you think about it, Lee? This is like if the raspberries went metal. I oh, like I love this it. a lot. It's one of the better songs off of the album. Did you just say the opposite on purpose, or did you really think that? <laughs> I, I said the raspberries. Come on, Lee. Come clean. Yeah, the raspberries. I love the raspberries. Yeah, I, 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 I might have accidentally said the Osmonds 
because I had a little something in my teeth. But... Hey, the Hosmans had one good song, uh, Wild uh, Crazy they, Horses. They had a good album, too. That was Crazy a good album. Crazy Horses. Yeah, wife... The album was actually pretty good, too. My wife uh -huh. loves the Osmonds and Donny Osmond in particular. Well, they're like the monkeys. They had the best songwriters working for them. Does she play the album Puppy Love? <laughs> she Yes, she does. <laughs> oh. Crazy Horse is all I want. Why hadn't a funk metal band redone Crazy Horses? I have That no would idea. be like a cool cover, man. That would be a great cover to do. <laughs> anyway, well, my my opinion on Monkey Business, I kind of agree with Lee. Uh, rocking mm. lifts to start the song, killer offbeat drumming going on. Then it smooths out. Uh, it's like another song to get in the car, but you need to smoke a doobie on this one and drive. <laughs> <laughs> and I get, get I, I told, I love it that y'all said. I think I'm too close to it. You know, <laughs> I wore these albums out to where I really know them. So you know what I mean. This is my first yeah. time y'all hearing it to fresh. It, so, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean they don't have a bad song. In their whole catalog, if you ask me, you know. Well, Fallen Angel, I thought was kind of not that great. Well, if you don't like that one, there's a few more later on some oh, albums that you, you uh, probably won't like. But not many. Most of their albums are solid. Their albums are pretty solid, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I hadn't heard this album until um, it was time for me to listen to it for the review. Huh? And I'm glad I did because cool. I'd heard of them. But they were one of the groups that fell under my radar. So thank right, you for see that's it. me. I never heard of them growing up or nothing. And I was like, somebody said you need to check out Stars. And I'm like, I think I got one of their albums. I pulled it out. Like, holy fuck, where have I been? Why hadn't I, why hadn't I been why hadn't I been listening to these guys? Uh, Mark, yeah. is this the first time you've heard them too? Or yeah, you heard a song or two? I've heard of them, but I just never heard them. Now this first album's a little different than than they actually had hits for the second album, and they and it's a little more uh, it's not as raw. But I just want to pick this one. I don't know why. Oh yeah, man. So that was that was a cool track, and now we get to Nightcrawler. But you were talking about Bon Jovi, Jason. Oh no, no, I was talking about a lot of bands that cite <laughs> Stars as being an influence, not just Bon Jovi. Which I, I'll admit, I saw Bon Jovi in '94, maybe. Yeah. With two chicks, and they paid for my ticket and drove me down there. So hey, then then if I, there was you know, another group was, that was playing, then it was worth your while. It was worth my while. I got to ride in there with two hot chicks. Man. I saw that. I saw well, then that's that's good. All I had to do if I so was I got there to was hear Better Roses. And rub on two. I got to rub on two different legs during Better Roses. Well, hey man, I need I'll, New I'll, Jersey I'll, man. I'll put in earplugs and 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 have the band put in tape in their mouth and and not play, and I'll be happy with those ladies. I saw them three Don't. times. Once the last tour with uh, Richie, and the other two with Phil X, and they were great all three times. Hey. Hey, when Lee I'd orders... be cool with the uncle's um, tomatoes on pizza because he's <laughs> hey. a rich guy and he might be able to give me a good bottle of wine. Well, I think hey. Phil well, X but... is just as good as Richie on guitar. Ah, uh, uh, no, oh. no, uh, uh, I don't no. like. Are you crazy? Have Eddie you heard the bon Triumph album he did, Edge of Excess? Have you heard his first solo album, Richie's? Richie's a great guy. Oh, I he love both those solo. I love the first Dude, two you solo. You know what made Bon Jovi was his harmony singing. No, they, but I'm they saying were, they fucking Everly Brothers. I'm you know? saying guitar playing wise, Phil X is just as good as him. Not backing vocals. I love Richie. He better might even than be Phil. a better player, but but he's not Richie. Richie's yeah, he's not Richie. Style. Yeah, I'd love Richie to come back. Shit. 
Hey, well, John when Lee needs orders, him now. <laughs> hey, when when Lee orders pizza, he tells yeah. the guy on the phone. Lee goes, "I don't want no goddamn Bon Jovi's on my pizza." That's right. <laughs> no Bon Jovi's on my pizza. Yeah, I, I I don't want anything that 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 leaving that Bon Jovi's a little off. bit bit sour and a little funny. <laughs> no, I will eat pineapple on my pizza if it's got Canadian bacon and ham. Actually, and I like bacon. that. Do you like that? I, I dig that, man. Yeah. I like pineapple yeah, I and regular too. bacon. Every now and then, not all the time. I get, pineapple, I, I, I get pineapple. I get pineapple, regular bacon, and, and pepperoni. I love that shit. And have sausage. You, have seen, you, you, you get pineapple, bacon, and pepperoni, you said? And sausage, yeah. Nah, you hey, don't that think, sounds nah. cool. Leave the pepperoni off, though. I love the like, pepperoni. You got to go total Hawaiian, you know? I don't like Canadian bacon, though, man. Oh, oh I'll, get, I'll get like regular bacon. I'll I like get regular like bacon. Regular ham. I'll get Canadian ham and pineapples. So I'll leave. <laughs> I'll leave pepperoni off. But that's a big. You've seen the memes. Like there's that's, that's a big yeah. argument on Facebook. All pepperoni. The time. Yeah. People. No people. Oh, pineapple. Pineapples. Yeah, pineapple. Most people do not understand pineapple on pizza. They don't get it. That was the thing don't. that started in the '80s. I remember going to Chuck E. Cheese and they had Hawaiian pizza. Go, what the <laughs> fuck is that? And they put pineapple on. I go, what the fuck is that? And then later in life, I like pineapple, but not with Canadian bacon. <laughs> then you got home. Then you got home and had the shits and, and and had nightmares about them critters up there playing music for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really a big fan of most of the pineapple. I mean, uh, of the pepperoni that they use on pizza. It's like they mm -hmm. use Hormel. It's like if yeah. they had a a better brand, like uh -huh. like 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 Chef. Um, Chef <laughs> I, I, I forget his name, but but the guy who does a um, boy R D. Uh, that's a man's uh, no, name, man. No, that, that's that's some <laughs> that's some good canned fucking raviolis right there. What you do? <laughs> you, get pizza, you get pizza from a place and get it with extra sauce and extra cheese, and then you buy your own pepperoni and all that crap put on top. Yeah, and then throw it in the oven. So I'm yeah. with Lee on that. Yeah, Costco's got some good pepperoni shit. pizza, but it's greasy as fuck. It's like <laughs> Chef Andrew or whatever his name is. He does Andouille sausage. I, I I forget his name, but. But kind of like like Paul Prudhomme. Hey, if Paul Prudhomme did a, a pizza, I'd eat it no matter what. Welcome back to the pizza uh, channel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get back to the album. And we got uh, the next track is Nightcrawler, which uh, Jason picks. So here's and it goes good with pineapple pizza. <laughs> here's, yeah. here's Nightcrawler by Stars uh, with your pineapple pizza and some whiskey yeah. on the Freeform Rock Podcast. What?
right, that was Nightcrawler. Uh, what's wrong with whiskey with pizza? <laughs> Shit. Uh, why'd you pick that track, Jason? That is. Uh, that's probably my favorite star song. It's just got it all. He's talking about breaking and entering. It's it's kind of dark. It's mysterious. It rocks. It's kind of like slow tempo, but then it rocks too. Uh, if you go to my YouTube page, it could be the Groovy Record Room YouTube channel. If you go back, back like 2014, I, I did a video, I did it in yellow, and I put it up on there of them doing that song in 2014 at the gig I was at, and we're like front row. So we're like, we're like in the singer's face with the camera, you know? He's yeah. like, get this fucker away from me, you know? But, uh... <laughs> Anyway, I got the I got the footage and it's on there if anybody wants to look. But that's my favorite star song for sure. I, I, I the way the guitars go back and forth and it's like it, it starts off cool and slow and then it gets to rock and it's it's, it's the perfect start. If I try to turn anybody on the stars, I usually play them this or Cherry Baby first. Because Cherry Baby was the hit. It was like 39 in the top 40. It barely got in there. But that's like their only hit. But that's more like power pop. But this song just—it's—it's it, perfect. It, it just rocks, dude. It's—it's it's so good. You so think, good. What'd you think like about pineapple it? pizza? <laughs> what did yeah. you think about it? Later? <laughs> um, I think that it needs a little more um, sage and a little more um, white pepper. No, I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, it's interesting <laughs> and good music. Good. It doesn't remind me of any group. It sounds original. Go. The words are eerie. But in a mm -hmm. way that I can handle, it's an all right song. Yeah, man, this cool. is a jam. This album is kicking ass. Smoke another go. one here, man. I have some <laughs> beer. Hey, dude. Let's hey, go hey, for hey, a Rick. ride. These guys are listening to this, y'all. I'm sure. Love the dual leads and drums are going off. Also, man, you could. I love dual leads. This is why I like Tesla mm -hmm. so much, man. Yeah, I, and these guys did that a lot. Fuck, I love the dual leads and Thin Lizzy, yep. man. Thin Lizzy and dual leads too, man. Yep. yep. Fuck, man. I need some Thin Lizzy on vinyl also. I don't have shit on it. I'll work on that for you, but. <laughs> man, this is a great fucking jam. I love it. And then we get to cool. the next track, Over and Over. What'd you think about this one, uh, Jason? Uh, I like Over and Over. It's got a lot of attitude. That's, that's a good Michael E. Smith showcase, the singer. Uh, yeah, I think it rocks. I like it. Yeah. What did you think about it, Lee? This sounds like Ted Nugent there you could go. do something like this. But it's somewhat a filler tune, but I don't mind it. Yeah, it's riffs to start the song with killer bass thing going on. It reminds me of 70s Aria Speedwagon, man. This rocks. <laughs> there you go. And, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier. When I first started listening to them, like fresh, like I, I know these songs like the back of my hand now but yeah. the when i first started hearing them like y'all i was like man they sound like foreigner they sound like this band they sound like that band. they sound like a big conglomeration of all the 70s bands it's just, it's just pure yeah. 70s but it's cool because it's 70 shit that's i call it new old shit you know what yeah I mean? it's, it's like it's old shit but it's new to me because yeah. i didn't grow up hearing it and that's the kind of stuff I look for, and that's the kind of stuff I try to keep in my store. That's the kind of stuff I put on my radio station. JTB that's Groovy the kind radio, of stuff by the way. that I'd look for if I went <laughs> in the store. Yeah, it's stuff you're not sick of. Nothing against ACDC, Frampton, Boston, whatever, you know. But we've all heard that stuff. Like like Appetite for Destruction, yeah. I remember when that come out, 
I was in art class and I had a cassette in like December of like 87. So all the, all the metal guys and, and the rockers, guitar players and stuff had that cassette then. So we played it in art class and they went, turn that off. You can't play that here. Well, then huh. the summer came and went. Sweet Child of Mine come out, right? Yeah. So when Sweet Child, those same girls that cried about it were putting the same cassette in. Yeah. See, that's the problem you know? with music and the And that's kind of what happened with, with Metallica Black Album. Same thing. The uh, girls uh, yeah. loved it. That's it's a like, problem. wow, this ain't cool no more. That's a problem with music in the 80s. <laughs> girls will get into shit because of a ballad. But then if you go to a second album like freaking Skid Row and it. went harder with Slave mm -hmm. to the Grind, they're going right. to go, fuck this shit. You know, and they're not like loyal. Human race they're not loyal, man. Now, Subhuman Race like is a fucking race. great record. Now. That's their masterpiece. Beat Yourself Blind? Fuck. Yeah, that whole album. Uh, what's the, the? It ain't really a ballad. It's like a hip hop. It's got a hip hop groove. Uh, uh, oh, what's the name of that one on Subhuman Race? It's like the only slow song on it. Uh, uh, it? Eileen? No, that, that's a good one too. Yeah. Uh, it's the other one. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I love. Um, I, I love Skid Row. I think Sebastian loved Michael Lee Smith too. So now go. I know why um, a lot of people are. Um, you know, when I give um, things on Facebook about what albums I don't like and I get people telling me no, it's because <laughs> they're actually girls. <laughs> yeah, because the yeah. Girl, the, my my wife is loyal. She loves Rush. I never found a woman who loves Rush. There's a joke mm. about there's only three. You got to keep her, buddy. Oh, dude, I ain't letting her go. Uh, <laughs> she loves Rush. We, we dance to Time Stand Still at our wedding. You know, uh, that, that's a keeper, man. Well, well, bands like Stars and T-Rex, like Electric Warrior, Electric Warrior will get you laid. Mm. Like women, they don't know who T-Rex is, but you put an album on, they love it. Bang a gong. Which I call that? I call that chick friendly rock. Which yeah. version? Friendly. Which Cheap version of Bang a Gong do you like better? Cheap, well, T-Rex, of course, but like like Cheap Trick is chick friendly rock. You know, uh, all the glam stuff, Slade, all that stuff. That's chick friendly. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, you know. I think quite right. I used to tell guys that, Slade songs better. Guys that learn to play guitar, they're wanting to play all these metal songs, Metallica and Iron Maiden. I'm like, dude, learn a fucking love song. That's the one that's going to get you laid. <laughs> yeah. You know, learn a couple, you know, panty melters. Oh, can I say that? I guess I did. Yeah, I was watching this show, uh, uh, American House. There's some love song. Go, oh my god! She gives her daughter the first Bon Jovi CD and says, "You need to listen to this. It's a good love making CD." And she goes, "I don't have nothing to play this on. All you need to do is look at the cover and get you in the mood." Oh, <laughs> I was like laughing because that's only John on the cover on the first album. <laughs> I don't eat. I don't eat Bon Jovi's on my pizza. <laughs> I love Bon Jovi. I I don't like the new album now. I like I do the, like the early stuff. I'll be honest. It finally I don't like took it. you that long, Mark, to not like it. I don't like the new album because he freaking he went woke. I don't like that shit because he had yeah, the he, album already to come out and then he added some fucking twenty twenty fucking yeah. shit on there and I don't fucking want that shit. Mm -hmm. I want the original. He's a, he's album. a sellout. He's always I don't like sell that. Out. You know what? Like, you got to give him some credit. He sits there and fucking feeds the homeless for free and does the dishes, uh. man. Come on. Maybe. You gotta give him I don't that. care about that. What I'm saying is his records. The first album's cool because it's got Aldo Nova on it. And then the second album's kind of blah. And then Slipper and West, the masterpiece for the time. I love And then you go to New Jersey. Right. I like New Jersey. It's probably my favorite album of them. 
And then there's a lot of stuff on, on the uh, Keep the Faith album that's really good. And then from there on out, I don't get it. I like all the albums, man. Uh, 7800 Fahrenheit's one of my favorites with Silent Night and fucking yeah, uh, it's and I Love. Stuff. Fucking love that album. I, and I love the last album before the new album, uh, This House Is Not For Sale, was really good, too. Once he started looking like Jamie Lee Curtis, I don't like him no more. What's your favorite Air Supply song? <laughs> One second, not- Bon Jovi and freaking doing an Aerosmith co- doing freaking uh, Air Supply covers? Come I'm on, all man. out of love. Why not? <laughs> yeah, they do a whole album of Air Supply songs and rock them up. That'd be badass. <laughs> I'd buy it. Hey, I like the last album, This House Is Not For Sale, was a good rock album. I don't like nothing they've done since uh, Faith, honestly. I love Bounce. And, and, Bounce and, is one of my I'd, favorites. I'd, I'd rather y'all cut this out, because I don't really want people knowing I even like Bon Jovi nah, at all. I don't edit I, I, Mark, hey. I want you to cut out all of the references to Bon Jovi from our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta keep them. Uh, <laughs> all right man well let's get to the last song on the album which is um now i can which lee picked so here's now you, i can on the five missed, stars you missed the song but I that's did? okay oh hold on no, I don't let's go back it. let's go back oh pull the yeah. plug yeah, yeah. what do you think about that huh what do you think about that. this song jason my bad oh i didn't pick it but i mean no you didn't uh, pick this one yeah no that's a cool slow bluesy kind of song it builds and it's the one with the story about the girlfriend and pulling the plug and using age and all that and it was real controversial at the time and it's like a 10 minute song it's a good jam and they always do it live it's a fan favorite yeah I'll, i dig it you know you it's think? not one of my top favorites but yeah. i like it what'd you think about it lee this sort of sounds like acdc would have wanted to do something like this but wouldn't have been able to do it as good the lyrics are kind of eerie, but in a tasteful way. It's a really cool tune. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, it's written really smart, isn't it? Like, lyrical-wise. Yeah. Cool bass intro. Guitars are amazing. The whole band is on fire on this song. Love the solo. It's so good. And then it slows down right after. I fucking love this song. <laughs> fucking great track. Nice. I didn't know there was a lot of controversy to it until I read about it. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, damn. And then we get to the last song on the album, finally, because I was a little buzzed. I skipped the song. Uh, now now I Can uh, by Stars, and Lee picked it on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Why'd you pick that track, Lee? This is great. And it sounds like something Ace Frehley might aspire to do, but can't. This is great hard rock from the 70s. It doesn't get much better than this. What'd you think about it, Jason? Uh, first of all, Lee just reminded me of something, and this may not be total fact, but I've heard that Richie Rano, the guitar player from Stars, one of the guitar players, actually was kind of up for the Ace Frehley thing. Uh, after Ace left. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, I kind of think I kind of think you might want to look around. Uh, if you if you got on the stars pages and got to be friends with them guys, they'll tell you. You know, they'll tell you themselves about all of it. They don't care. They're, they're real yeah. nice guys. Uh, which one are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> now, I can. now I can. Oh yeah, this is to me. This is the one that sounds the most like Kiss. Like the oh, the, yeah. the vocal has a Gene Simmons kind of you know, like growl to it, you know. Like now I can't, you know. I could like totally see Kiss. It sounds like a Kiss riff almost. Yeah. And I I think Richie used to do like Kiss expos or those type of things later because he had a lot of Kiss memorabilia because he was with the same company and stuff. Oh yeah. So stars are really linked with Kiss. Like if you're a Kiss fan, you need to know who stars are. Really. Yeah. They're they're heavily linked. And Angel. <laughs> yeah, all three of those. And Gods, the Gods. Yeah. It was on Casablanca. Uh, they had a oh, song yeah. that has a, has a big uh, rap in the middle that's cool. I just saw one of the records yesterday. Just, I played it, like, I got to have it, you know. The they Gods. Did the cover and there was an, of Golden Earrings, Candy's Going Bad. Yes, yes. That's on that same album, I think. Yeah, that's right a on. good one. And then there's another band on Casablanca. For, well, of course, there's Angel. And then there's another band called Trigger that Gene got signed, and they did one album, and that's it. And the singer kind of sounded like a dude from Quiet Riot to me. But it's a pretty good album. I, got it I had to listen to it. If somebody wants it, I'll send it to you for 12 bucks. <laughs> I don't have any um, um record player anymore. Extra money. You know, you know, Lee, you could buy a record player for like 40 bucks that has speakers on it. And you yeah, but it sounds like ass. It sounds like ass. Off. I know, yeah, I have one of those. Is it? Check like Goodwill and find some kind knife. of Sears thing from the 80s and be done with it. Just, just check Goodwill, build your system, get your receiver, yeah. get your speakers, build it up and do it right where it sounds good. I otherwise, know. you're not going to be that Yeah, are those new ones? Do they sound the like new you ones? put the tip of a steak knife on it Man, and that would I'd, be just about as good? 
I got Fisher Price little kid record players from the early '80s. Wow. Still, that sound and get louder and sound better than those new Crosleys and stuff. Nothing against Crosley, I'm a Crosley you. dealer, but I call those 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 fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty dollar turntables with the speakers built in. I call those record players with training wheels. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It, it's like just to get you started. You're not gonna fall in love with the sound off of that. You're gonna have to build it. But with that said, anybody at home that's listening that has one of those, take the headphone output or the output and get, go to Walmart and get one of those wires that's got a headphone jack and it's got red and white on the other end. Plug that. You can plug that in front of your TV, in front of anything, because those little turntables are powered by themselves. You don't have to have a phono input. So yeah, by got- doing that, they're powered. So you can plug them into anything, and they're going to sound better than those little speakers in there. Well, so uh, once you do that, they're not that bad at turntables. You know, well, I got an audio gotta, technique when I plug in the uh, fo- uh, yeah. it's, it's got its own preamp on it, and I plug mm-hmm. it into my Pioneer surround sound with my Pioneer speakers and my right. subwoofer, and it sounds amazing. There you go. That's you know what, what I thought? Those cheaper end models, if you plug them in or something, they're they're good. They're yeah. good then. I do you know what I thought? Those good, speakers though. don't sound good. Yeah. You know what I got? I got a teapot short and stout. <laughs> Here is my handle. Here is my album that I'm throwing away. You know. All right. Well, we sent away. Well, I got this man now. Now I, I don't know it. what album. Here's what I think <laughs> about the last. Crap. Here's what I think about the last song and album. Good song to end a killer record. I need this on vinyl, Jason. Uh, I loved it. Thanks, Jason, for turning me on to this record. Song jams and rocks. Just like a good old fashioned rock and roll, fucking rock and roll. <laughs> right on. Love good seventies rock. Yeah. Fucking seventies cool. rock rules, man. So does early eighties yeah. and rock, Best. too, man. Mm-hmm. And then we get yeah. into our. That was our review of a Star's debut record with a Michael Michael Lee Smith on vocals, Richie Rano guitar, Brendan Harkon on guitar, Peter Pete Swinvall bass, Joe X Dubai. A.K.A. Doobie. Doobie. Like smoking Doobie. A.K.A. Jeff Grob drums. Uh, And produced by Jack Douglas. Everybody knows who Jack Douglas is. Uh, But I think that last Aerosmith album he produced was shit. We did a review on that. I hear a lot of Aerosmith and Stars too. Yeah. Do y'all? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Y'all hear it? The next album called Violation, that one has a lot of Aerosmith to it more than the first one. First one's different than the other two and three. Like, there's a fourth one without Brandon, and it's different than the... They're all different, you know? So so if you like oh. this one a little bit, you'll like the other ones, too, you know? Because they're, they're okay. all different. Yeah. All right. And then we get to our... Uh, we want to thank Jason also for coming on the podcast. Probably have you on again, man. Uh, pick cool, one of man. those free albums that you said you were going to pick, man. Free rules. And then uh, yeah. Lee picked a group for Tracks of the Week. What? Did, how do you say that, Lee? Gran- Granuous? Um, Granicus. Granicus. I've heard of them. You're in America. Yeah. And I just went for Sticks. Everything is cool from the last album with Dennis DeYoung with them. Groovy. And then you pick, Jason, you pick Walk of My Shadow by Free. Yeah. Studio version. That's a great song. One of the best hard rock songs ever recorded in my Fuck opinion. Yeah. Anything Paul Rogers. Paul Rogers is 18 years old on that track. So keep that in mind when you hear it. Paul Rogers rules, man. That's my favorite free album. 
I love nice. I love Free. Dude. I love they're, they're Free. Good. I love Paul Rogers. I love My Backham. Favorite guitar player ever is Paul Kossoff. I mean, Man, if there's anybody I try yeah. to sound like, it's him. Yeah. Right fail, but uh, yeah, yeah, Free's great. And then fuck, where's your track of the week, Lee? What was your track of the week? Bon Jovi, Bed of Roses. <laughs> Ew. Uh, no, it is. Don't lie, Lee. No, don't lie, no. Lee. You like them Bon Jovi's on your pizza. Yes. <laughs> he eats Bon Jovi's on his pizza. He just don't tell nobody. It's like the metal kid. Listen, remember when we were in junior high? When you go to school and you're in your Iron Maiden shirt, right? Uh, you go to school in your Iron Maiden shirt. I got and you. Then you would me. go home. Listen, and then you would go home and you would listen to Hall and Oates real quiet, so your friends didn't hear you, and you loved it. I like you, you know what? Go to school. You couldn't go to school and say that you like Paul. You, you, you know what? I went to right? I went to school with an Ariel Speedwagon shirt on. What's going on back then? It ain't going on now. There's no prejudice now. But back then, you couldn't listen to Air Supply and ABBA. In, in hauling oats and shit like that. Dude, that was whimper off. I listened right? to fucking Ariel Speedwagon and got made the food. I would have stopped listening. I had an Ariel Speedwagon shirt on. I had an Ariel Speedwagon like one song by John Denver that I liked. I wore an Ariel Speedwagon shirt on and got made the fuck fuck fun of. And I listened. And I listened to Wham, dude. I don't care what people know. I like George Michael. George Michael's great, of course. And I got you your... couldn't say that back then. You but I wore the dude. shirt, man, and I got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I know you our wear your rat shirt at home, and then you go to school, and you wouldn't talk about all the Hall and Oates you've been listening to. I love Hall and Oates, dude. I don't. I care do what too, man. Know. That stuff's so good you can't deny it. It's fucking you awesome. And there's no music like that now. No. There's no new music to where it's so good. It has to sell a million copies. It's got goddamn good. I don't have that shit no more. I think I didn't have the album, but I heard Paul and Notes on the radio. They played the whole album. That's all you needed. I give you one band. Rival Sons. Rival Sons is a good carrier of the torch, I'd say. And so is like the Black Crows. The Black Crows were the last. The Black Crows were the last classic rock group. Yeah. And then, I mean, cause, I cause guess, they could be played I, on I, classic I rock radio. There was fit. no one better. I'll agree. And then Lee's I mean, track track of the week is uh, his song is Second Piece. Please, is it please? Um, uh, it's Bon Jovi's on pizza. Please oh, from oh, 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 Solar Driven Cool Injected. Yeah, yeah. It was the second. Well, well. Um, I I did a a, a poem thing, and and there were different um selections that didn't have titles but this is the second piece from some called solar driven cool injected i just what year this you should go you should go to youtube and uh correct your spelling because you called you put it please not peace really yeah it's pl not pi Weird. That, that grammar police. Rear, rear, Mark. Grammar police. Rear, no, but rear, I think you. I think you'd like to correct that. <laughs> what What year is that from, Lee? That well, um, I did the. What lyrics. year is that group? No, that's him. The police. No, it's like, what year it's his it? song. Yeah. Oh, it's one you wrote and played. Yeah, it's one he yeah. wrote. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, um, the, the, the lyrics were from about, like, 12 years ago, but the song was from, like, this year. Okay. okay it's so, funny. It's spelled right on top, but then the YouTube thing says it's, it looks like P-L, not P-I. I, I thought you were Maybe telling me about a band I never heard of. I'm like, what? No, that's Lee. 
Yeah, you never There's heard of no Lee. band I've never heard of. You need to listen to Lee. Lee, Lee, <laughs> fucking Bugs on Cheese, man. All right, now, I heard in. the last tune on y'all's last show that was his, and it was good. I like well, it. You. It sounded like Yes. It was real progressive. Right yeah. on. It, 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 it reminded me of Yes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, That's cool. At first, I was like, is that, I had to rewind it because I'm like, is that him or is that like something he's playing? And I'm like, okay, I guess that's him. But it sounds like it was recording in the 70s. It, I like it. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I thought it was yes at first. <laughs> I don't All know right. about the compliment or not, but, you know. <laughs> hey, man, thank you. Where my mind went. Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Jason, for being on the podcast and check out his, uh, give your, uh, oh. promote yourself, man. Promote my sale, my sales pitch. Uh, JTB's Groovy Record Room, north of Nashville, off exit 112. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube. Uh, what else? Vinyl District Locator. We have our own radio station that goes 24-7. I get on there live sometimes, do podcasts and stuff. Uh, JTB's Groovy Radio, Live 365. Um, yeah, just Google me, whatever. You know, I'm everywhere. All yeah. right, man. And, and also <laughs> check out Lee. He has a new episode of the Lee Gershman Show with uh, Dr. Fuck. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, he, he does. And they're talking They're talking about it's a reaction video. But it's not a video. Nice. It's audio. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, check I met out. Dr. Fuck one time. You know, I, I piss him off all the time. But he's a cool dude. I met him. I met him. A friend of mine was working with me at the Rockin' Pod when yeah. I think it was the first. It was the first Rockin' Pod, the very first one. And my friend was working with me. My friend doesn't have internet. He don't have internet on his phone. Like he's like, he calls me. Goes, man, did you hear what Nikki Six said? I said, yeah, like last month. You know, he's like real behind. <laughs> you know, like he don't he don't know what's going on. You know, yeah. so he didn't know who Doctor Fuck was. He didn't know who none of these podcasters were. Right. So we're sitting there. And there's Ralph in his doctor coat. And and we're talking to Ian and I think uh, Ken Mills might have been there. I don't know, bunch of us. And but I've been listening to everybody's podcast. I'm I'm, I'm what they call the podcaster without a podcast. Yeah. I get on everybody's show every now and then, but I don't have my own. But anyway, yeah. uh, and I sell records at the shows, whatever. And uh, yeah. And uh, my friend was like, uh, so Ralph walks up. We're all talking just about music and stuff. And my friend don't know who these people are or nothing, you know. So he walks up and he goes, don't you know, who, uh, somebody said, don't you know who this is? This is Dr. Fuck. My friend was like, uh, okay. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who the fuck this is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, Ralph's all right, man. Ian's all right. All of them's all right, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah the whole I, podcast community is a good thing, man. Everybody's, I, Ian I like and it. Ralph, both. Hmm? I met both Ian and Ralph. Yeah, they're good dudes, man. Both yeah. of them, and Chris and Aaron, especially. That's how I kind of got into podcasts and listening to podcasts. Was Chris and Aaron Despot Geek because they're based, you know, up the road from me, you know, so they're from here. So I started with them, and then I just branched out and I've listened to everybody as much I, as I can. I started with the Rock and Metal Combat podcast and then got into Despot Geek right after. So they're both like there you go. heavily influenced me doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm on. I'm on a lot of those Decibel Geek shows. If you go back to the old, yeah, I think I've heard them. I, I've heard. <laughs> You're like, who that motherfucker? Who that motherfucker? I heard the ass. ones where Chris was doing it by himself, man. <laughs> All those were rough, yeah. Yeah, you I should hear. Chris. You should hear the ones where I was doing them by myself when I first started, and then when I finally got a guest, I didn't know you had to wear headphones, and it was echoey. 
right? <laughs> it was horrible. Control. Yeah, you got to hear what you're hearing. Yeah, but Did you I ever mean, hear the one where they they called me and got me out of bed and asked me like my favorite song or something? No, I, and everybody I, I might have, but I don't hard remember, rock. man. They have so many. They have like, like three hundred some episodes, man. They were like asking me about like you know David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar, and I was like, man, I'll just pick Elvis. <laughs> so I played an Elvis <laughs> song, Decibel Geek. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah, but, yeah. Love to all those guys, all the podcasters, man. I don't know how that y'all do that. Y'all included. I don't know how y'all do it because I've thought about it and wanted to do it, and I do stuff, but it's it's sporadic. I couldn't imagine like going every week, like getting a show ready every week for free. Man, y'all, hats off to y'all and, and all the whole podcast community for doing that because well, Mark is show y'all love y'all love doing it and, well, and the love of doing it's real and it's great. Yeah, well, Mark is the one responsible enough to make it every week. If it were up to me, we'd have maybe one episode this year, right. and then next year we might have ten in a day, and then no more for five years, and then a hundred <laughs> next month. You know what I mean? Hey, like, y'all need if, if y'all need to spill space, just call me back anytime. No and problem. Anybody man. else listen? Any of the other podcasts listen? I, hey, I'll, I'll work for free. We'll talk about music all day that, long. That I don't you might like, and then and then um and, and and we'll try to get Mark to get into it. Y'all want to tell me the idea I had for a podcast? He's so cool. And, sure. And, and then y'all probably gonna steal it. So I guess somebody uh, steal well, it. I already have two podcasts. I don't need three. Well, <laughs> if somebody wants to steal this one, they can include me in it and do the hard work. But what I was thinking was have two people every week and have like the host and then have a different person every time maybe or you know whatever but anyway have two people and each person they kind of know each other pretty good or maybe they don't but if they do each person picks like three groups to try to turn the other person on to but what oh, you do gosh. is you listen but you purposely pick out shit you know the other guy's gonna hate so you get a bunch of yeah so you get a bunch of wrestling. I'll tell you, brother, you know, you get all that wrestling kind of crazy. Like, they're going to fight. And no, they ain't going to fight. They're friends. But on the air, it sounds, everybody gets passionate. Like, I hate this group. I can't believe you picked them. You know? So you kind of pick who you think the other guy's going to hate. And you try to turn them on to it and record it and have yeah. a different person every week. So anybody steals that, I just claimed it. It's copyrighted. JTB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. But, uh, I don't know. I think well, well the only idea. thing that that, that, that that reminds me of is, um, do you remember the All Sports Band from like Who? 1980? They, 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 they the the All Sports Band. They were like I, they they looked like not. they were all dressed up as sports guys, and they looked like a poster for and for a for a um, 49ers. <laughs> Um, football calendar something. Mm. They, they were all like, but, but. You sure you're confused with the football shuffle? The Super no, Bowl no. shuffle? Remember it that? Was, it, was, it, it, was the Bears. it was an album. The album. Electric Boogaloo Part 2. Oh. <laughs> but, but 1980, all sports band. If you look at that, hmm. one of the days I, I might want to, <laughs> want to, um, do an episode on it. You looking for the record of it? No, I'm, I'm I'm just saying. That, Send me a link and I'll try to find it for you. Oh no, I mean I can find it and listen to it. I'm just saying. Oh. Um, I I I, I would be interested in someone else's opinion on it. Send it, send me a link to it and I'll check it out. 
and we'll, okay. we'll, we'll record that. Um, I, I, right, I mean, right all three of us have gotten passionate about this, and it's really cool. Yeah, why, and that's why what not, I'm talking why not about. Um, think about doing old sports band for yeah. later um, or anything. But like I said, yeah. try to pick out shit the other guy you don't think the other guy's gonna like. That way, you get a lot of like push and pull, and you get a lot of like, you know, going off on each yeah. other. And then you, really, you stay friends. You know, y'all kind of got to put this stuff on air. Please yeah. don't. You know, don't put my idea on air. But my idea oh, is, <laughs> well, what, you know, leave it. Whatever. Somebody steals it. It's mine. We got proof. Yeah. I can't. I can't afford it. I, 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 I ain't gonna use it. Um. Unless, but it, but, unless it, but I think involved. it's a cool idea, man. Because it, it would like, you know, not like I like. If, 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 say I knew a, my friend was gonna be on it, and I knew what kind of shit he hated. I'd pick out two he hated, one he liked. You know. And then that way it seemed real. Like that. that way it didn't seem fake. And then you like do the wrestling thing. Like, damn, you're crazy. What's wrong with you? Are you stupid? You know, you do all yeah. that where the, the people listening going, man, are they gonna fight? You know, it, it makes that's... me think of one where, like, if I purposefully pick an album right. that I rock don't and roll like, arguments. You know, <laughs> what about one where I pick an album that I don't like that I know the other guy will, and then I'll get well. That works too. That's what I mean. <laughs> the only people would know we're doing that was us. Yeah. And then yeah. the listener would be like, God damn, these dudes are about to fight. And and we play it up not where it's fake, but like yeah. you know, talk to each other, talk a little trash to each other and know that it's just for the show. And then when people hear they're like, Damn, dude, those guys got pissed. And and that would make yeah. people listen to it, you know. And then we're laughing behind the scenes going, Oh, I called you an asshole <laughs> yeah. You know, and you knew it and, and we were just doing it for the show. You know, like put a little wrestling with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, don't put this on the show, man. Uh, or do I don't man. care. It's on the show. Are uh, we going live? Yeah, we we're live, no, man? I'm just I'm not gonna edit this <laughs> shit out. It's gonna stay. <laughs> we're free form, man. We just keep going. Free form rock. Yeah, man, free form. Mark Alden Taylor. So uh and Lee. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, yes. Jay- Jason, for being on the show. And yeah, man, th- that I was our it, review man. and our time, rock talk. Uh, so, as always, Lee, you know what to do. You need to say goodbye. Bye. No, don't don't leave, Lee. I like Lee. <laughs> well, Lee's we're we're taking off, right. man. I'm here, Lee, but Lee sounds like he knows a lot about music. He does, man. Yeah. You should be on his podcast too. Well, let's do it. Yeah. Send me I, I, a link. Send me a link. I'll do my homework on his stuff too. All right, man. Yeah, I love y'all, man. Okay, I'll love y'all too, man. Do, my man. own songs. <laughs> yeah, I like your I like your original stuff, man. Yeah, right you on guitar, throw it on it. I'll throw it on it. That would be cool. <laughs> All right, guys, take it All easy, man. All right, All thank right. you. Thank Bye. y'all. Yeah.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.